In November of 2018, Mexico issued the regulations and we received 25 product permits to export all of our portfolio of products into Mexico through our partner. So we've since then imported three shipments of products into Mexico and we're roughly in 3,000 pharmacies in Mexico. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Carlos Frias, the CEO of GL Brands. Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. It's exciting. GL Brands is a publicly traded company, multinational cannabis hemp consumer packaged good company, and global house of brands trading on the OTC under symbol FRLF. FRLF. I'm going to start right off here because Hemp consumer packaged goods. I, I love this. I love this. Did you come up with this one? Did you come up with this? This is great. I don't know that so much I came up with it other than I identified that that's what we were. It's like everybody in this space is in love with, oh, we're a manufacturer. We're an extrui extract. We're a cultivator. And, and I think for us, it was like, well, we make products. That's what we are. We're a consumer packaged goods company. And four years ago, we were a CBD company. Three years ago, we kind of started understanding that there was a bigger play here than just CBD. And I'd say the last 24 months, we've been 100% an inch wide and a mile deep in truly being a hemp consumer packaged goods company. Yeah, because CBD is just too limiting. I'm Not that it's not huge, but it's too limiting. Right. Your company, based on what I've learned from the website and watching, you're way more than just a CBD company. So let's just start off with your premier brands. Give every, yeah. the listeners a flavor for what you're doing. Basically, Geo Brands, like you said, we're a hemp consumer packaged goods company and house of brands. We have the Green Lotus brand and we have the Irie brand. And the Green Lotus brand, I actually founded four years ago. The mission of the brand is to create communities through the restorative power of hemp, right? Okay. And we're cannabis people. I've been in the cannabis industry my whole life since I was, you know, 23 years old. Other than the Marine Corps, cannabis is all that I've known for the last, you know, 16 years of my life. It was really important for us to position the company as having a true meaning, a true vision, one that we could communicate to the consumer and identify with the culture of the consumer, which we're cannabis people, right? right? And we really do believe that the cannabis plant has healing and restorative powers. And we want to create communities through that. What we built was a very unique identity within the brand. And all of our packaging is made from hemp paper. All of our swag is made from hemp shirts. Oh, that's or, cool. You know, hemp, hemp hats. Our guides, our print material is made from hemp paper as well. Yeah, very it, cool. So it's, it's really having a whole experience of the restorative power of hemp in every way that it can be used on this earth and building a brand around that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the Green Lotus brand. And then we have the Irie brand, which is more of a therapeutic brand that has really cool formulas. All the formulas use ancient herbs and other functional type herbs that along with the hemp extract and the CBD and all the cannabinoids create a synergistic effect to achieve either calm is one of the tinctures, balance is another one of the tinctures, relief is another one of the tinctures. And so they use a lot of different ingredients such as like cat's claw, monk's fruit, other ingredients that on their own 
have therapeutic properties and, and, and by blending them with CBD, it, it turbocharges the formula. The fact that you're in so many different retail places throughout the, the United States, you said at the beginning before we jumped on that you've been running sort of under the radar, just getting everything in place. But all your brands have really strong roots and real great distribution. The thing that excited me was that you're exporting your products to Mexico. That's really neat. Tell us about that. Man, whew, Mexico. After about one year of having founded the Green Lotus Products brand, Mexico passed medical cannabis legislation, which defined medical cannabis as cannabis having less than 1% THC. And us being in Texas, you know, we're right across the border. The, the light bulb just kind of went off like, wow, that's hemp, right? So yeah. Mexico passed this law. They're calling hemp medical cannabis. We got to go figure out what the hell's going on. So <laughs> luckily, I have family members in Mexico. One of my family members is actually a congressman in Mexico. So I was able to talk to him and kind of network a little bit and get to the agency, Cofepris, which was drafting the regulations for this law that had passed. So we were able to communicate with Cofepris and understand kind of where they were trying to take the regulations and the industry. And at the same time, met a great distribution partner in Mexico and they have 40,000 points of distribution in their network. We developed a partnership, and together we lobbied the Mexican government and, and were there kind of from the very beginning of when they started drafting regs. We were able to come in and kind of help drive some of that process. And in November of 2018, Mexico issued the regulations, and we received 25 product permits to export all of our portfolio of products into Mexico through our partner. So we've since then imported three shipments of products into Mexico, and we're roughly in 3,000 pharmacies in Mexico. So we're in... Um, <laughs> Is... Yeah, we're in GNC, Mexico. Oh, we're my in, gosh. Uh, we're a... in Farmacia Isa, Mexico, which has 13 points of sale, and then 1,300 kind of independent pharmacies throughout the country. I mean, if you would have said like 10 years ago, hey, I'm going to interview a U.S. company <laughs> who's going to export cannabis to Mexico. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, what are you kidding me? That is, it's no, upside down. It is so funny. That is so funny. I, I, this is another thing I think is really unique to your company is that you're active in the futures market. You, you purchase a lot of hemp in advance so that you can lock in on your pricing. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Whenever we started the company, you know, sourcing was a lot more difficult, compartmentalized the market was, and you had pockets of growers and pockets of extractors, and nobody really had scale. And at that point, what we'd have to do to secure our crops was we would purchase hemp ahead of time on futures contracts. So we'd partner with farms and buy their crops on a futures contract, which at that time made a lot of sense because we would buy it at a discount because it was limited product, right? So yeah. we were buying hemp ahead of time, then we'd take that to our extraction partners who would then extract that into an oil for us, and then we would then make product out of it. Now, fast forward to 2020, prices have compressed, and it's getting a little bit more difficult to kind of predict where the market's going to be. So we're getting a little bit more clever with kind of how we're doing our deals and kind of building in some floors and some, you know, some mechanisms in the contract that are going to keep us from being committed to a, a price today that will change drastically in 60 days. Because mm -hmm. especially for all your stockholders, I'm sure they appreciate the stability of knowing that A, you're not going to run short on product and B, right. you, you already know what your pricing is, which is great. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. It's kind of like when you go through seasons and things are down, people still want to go to the bar. They still want to do these things that are like, you know, recreational. Well, we're stuck at home, so people can't recreate. So this is really perfect for us because these people are forced to stay at home. 
you know, we've started a campaign and stay at home, press your own. It's been really, really good and definitely taken the edge off knowing that, you know, we're going to survive well through this pandemic. Tune in on Tuesday to hear a special cannabis and Corona report with Ryan Meyer from Rosenbaum. And now let's get back to today's show. Let's jump forward. A lot of our listeners are curious about acquisitions. Is that still part of your growth strategy? Yeah, so I think that we will be looking at some acquisitions in the future. I think that ones that make sense and align with the mission and the vision of the company and, and our infrastructure. I think that we will be adding brands either organically or through acquisition here in the medium to, to long-term future. But yeah, definitely a part of our growth strategy. And, and really, I think that the way that we're looking at the world over the next 24 to 36 months is to be true to our mission and our vision of being a hemp consumer packaged goods company and beginning to, number one, building brand equity, right? Focusing all of our effort on building the equity in our brands. And how do we do that? We do that by creating experiences through our brands that connect with consumers. That's done through the design element of the brand, the packaging, the experience that people feel whenever they open the packaging and they go to your website and they chat with a customer service representative. And it's communicating those brand messages over and over and over away through experiences. So it's building the brand equity because at the end of the day, once hemp is on every shelf, the only thing that's going to have value is brand. Number two is to continue to expand our distribution network here in the United States and in Mexico and in other parts of the world. You know, we want to conquer kind of one one country at a time. We feel that we have a pretty good footprint in the United States. We're in about 1,700 points of sale. We just closed a really big retail pharmacy chain that is adding another 2,000 points of sale next month. So the future is really bright in the U.S. I think that we're projected to have anywhere from five to 6,000 points of sale in the U.S. at the end of 2020 calendar and anywhere from five to 6,000 in Mexico. Wow. So it's continuing to open that footprint and, and open up new distribution channels for us through our brands. Wow, and then the last thing is that path to profitability, which is huge. You know, we just closed around. But that round was really to fund the merger of the business and taking the company public and all of the costs associated with taking the company public. And I think that for us, it's really important over the next 24 months to be very fiscally conservative and use our capital intelligently because we do not want to become dependent on the capital markets. We want to have a self-sustainable, profitable business. Wow. Just a normal guy start getting in the cannabis industry. This is what it's about. I'm really happy that somebody like you is having so much success because that's who should have it. Guys like you, you know, just started right off in this industry and just plugged away and now you're now it's working for you. Carlos Frias from GL Brands and uh, we'll have all of his information in the show notes and also all the stock information will be in the show notes and it'll also be on the mjbulls.com website. Carlos, really cool. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.